Welcome to the Spirit Podcast, and this show is brought to you by Ivy League Brand. Yeah, that's right, guys. We have an official sponsor. Go check them out at ivyleaguebrand.com, I-V-E-Y leaguebrand.com. Use promo code SPIRITPODCAST to get yourself 16% off your purchase. And the link will be in the description to go to that website, and thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Spirit Podcast episode. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I was going to ask you what episode this is, but I don't... I think we're in the seven... Is it 76? Yes, it's 76. Yep. As I said, I don't know anymore. I remembered. We, uh... We haven't recorded in a while, because each time Dom texts me, Hey, bro, you want to record? I'm like, about what? (laughs) Like, dude... Literally. quarantine... It's like, dude, that's that's what's pissing me off. This quarantine is pissing me off because that's this new job. Like, I, like, do orders and whatnot, right? I, like, pick up orders, and everybody's bored. Yeah. Everybody is so bored that more orders are coming in because they want to feel, like, satisfied or rewarded in a way, which I get because they want to build something, right? Because they're like, oh, you know, we never have time to do this, so yeah. we're going to do it. Let's pick up 28 bags of mulch. I'm like, okay. I saw, I saw a meme of, uh, it was like a picture of a, of a husband and it was like what husbands thought quarantine would be like and he's like cuddling with his wife on the couch and then like what wives thought quarantine would be like and it's a woman with a hard hat on in a construction zone going this needs to be fixed and that a hundred thousand percent what it is i just see dads going in there with a bunch of lists they come up to me like hey bro do you know where i can find the magnetic hang clips i'm like what and then it's got his wife's handwriting on some notes, but I'm like, bro, you died. You died. How long did you how long ago did you die? His eyes are all sunken in and he just has no idea what's going on. I'm trying so I, I had a I had an epiphany. I thought maybe we'll do this whole podcast without getting political and um Whoa. I'll just do my best to hold so I'm, gonna be, so I'm gonna be talking a lot. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold my tongue on our fearless leader. You know what, dude? I'm gonna be super liberal this whole entire podcast, though. Oh. Okay. Other views. <laughs> other views are cool. <laughs> so, like this whole social justice warrior thing, man. You know, and the green card order. You know, where just people don't feel like working. They're right. I, I, I do think that's a really good idea. I'm gonna uh, go get more beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Ortiz. She's she knows what she's talking about, man. There's nothing wrong with Cortez. Or well, same thing, dude. It is. Same you know what? Fuck it. I have to get political. So <laughs> I'm not gonna get political. Here you go. Ready? I was like pulling the rope. Here we go. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get political because I understand both sides of like the debate of like we need to keep staying at home, and then I get the other side of people are like, mm, fuck it. Um, I get it. But my problem is, is that we have leaders that don't. Um, makes sense um so you know quarantine's going you can't get a haircut which by the way i found out that if you post anything on youtube about coronavirus and talk about it you instantly get demonetized they instantly like like taken off uh they make it so you can't get paid on the video so like if you're a youtuber like let's say game grumps or you know pewdiepie or whatever and you talk about coronavirus you instantly can't make money on that episode 
all the corona things that started out as conspiracy theories in the beginning are now true. A hundred percent, they are, yeah. So, but yes, that is, uh, no more talk about corona. Well, oh, my, here's, more. here's my point. Time. Here's my point. So Lori Lightfoot said you can't, you know, you can't go get your haircut. You can't do anything. Well, she showed up to a press conference with a visibly new haircut, and she was asked, and she said, "No, I didn't get a haircut." And then next thing, she goes, "Okay, I did get a haircut. I felt like I needed to get a haircut, so I went and got one." And I can't do that at home. So, and then JB Pritzker, um, or as my father-in-law calls him, Prickster. Um, he, uh, he's encouraging all Illinoisans to stay in Illinois, to stay in your house, to stay in Chicago, don't travel. Uh, meanwhile, he sent his entire family to Florida to their multi-million dollar estate. I gotta go to work! Yeah. I've been depressed for 30 years! Exactly. So, and then he was asked about it, and he goes, what my family does is none of your business. <laughs> you like a kid in Oh, dude. For anybody that is listening to this right now, <laughs> me and Dom are video chatting. You won't be able to see it, obviously. But when he said that, <laughs> he laughed like an evil fucking genius, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It is. It, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. It is truly amazing where we're going, you know, and who's leading us. I don't call them leaders anymore. I call them dictators. Um... But you know what? Here's the genius, man. I think I said it on the last episode. Here's the genius of Donald Trump. You can call him whatever you want. But instead of taking the responsibility of saying, okay, every state needs to open, he said, you know, we're going to put out guidelines for our, our states of how we think you should, um, with an education and with a intellectual um, risk, to open your state back up. But... It's going to be on the governors to decide and the local state and cities to decide how they're, when and how they're going to open. Because it's not mandatory to wear a mask, correct? Yes. Okay, because, yeah, because where I work, every, like, what was it? Friday was the first day yeah. that officially I think everybody had to be wearing a mask. And, like, not going to lie, dude, seeing every single person wearing a mask in a giant-ass store, it's a weird feeling, dude. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's Like, it, it hit me, like, halfway through the day. I was looking around. Like, usually I see that one, like, Hunger Games survivor not wearing a mask or some shit. But, like, every single person, dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo. I was in a, I was in Jewel, and this older lady had, like, a wad of paper towels over her mouth and was, like, walking around. <laughs> And one of the managers at the Jewel was like, ma'am, you, I can't, I'm not going to serve you. She's like, I'm not going to check out your shit. I'm not going to do, you have, it says it on the door when you walk into the fucking building. Like, yeah. if you're going to be in here, you have to wear a mask. And she's like, I just want to pay for the thing. Like, she clearly didn't speak very good English. And she's like, no. <laughs> it's like this old lady. We, had, we have to, we set a limit on how many people get in the store. So there's lines to get into the store, like outside yeah. of it. There's a person with a little clicker. Making sure not too many people, they watch the, so it's like on a system, like an iPad. So like if a person enters, they click enter. And then if a person exits, the other person on the exit side clicks exit. So they keep it, they have to keep it balancing. It's like, it's crazy, dude. It's really smart though. And I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm kind of okay with this being a normal thing. (laughs) 
I don't... Besides wearing the mask all day, um, I'm getting used to it now. Yeah. But at first, when I had my quarantine beard going on, oh, oh boy, was that not fun. It's a nightmare. That was not fun. I shaved. I couldn't take it anymore. Well, I didn't... I think I couldn't take it anymore. I uh, think your wife made you yeah, my, yeah, she wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for any man out there that goes, Ooh, stand up to your wife. Do you like coming home and having peace? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't like to go into Iraq every day when I come home. So, just, I shaved it. Right. So. Oh, shit. Um, in other news, besides that, yeah, that's enough coronavirus news. Let's talk about the good things going on during this. One. I don't wear jeans anymore. Okay. Half Yaf Jansen. Mm-hmm. Deadlifted the world record. Dumb. Over eleven hundred pounds. With room to spare. With ease. With <laughs> ease. This man got his wife pregnant, who is a dime. Yeah. And then deadlifted eleven hundred pounds a couple weeks later. Man of the Year Award, please. <laughs> Where are you at, Espies? Where are you at? <laughs> please. Dude. Well, did you hear the new news? No. Do you know what he's going to be doing? Is he going to be is he going to be boxing Eddie Hall? Yeah. Dude, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's insane. Dude. Bro, they're going to die. Dude. If one connects, they're dead. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> My coworker, my coworker texted me and said, "What is it gonna be? Three five-minute rounds?" For real, there, 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 there's no, <laughs> bro. These dudes eat over ten thousand calories a day. Jeez. Brian Shaw used to literally sit on the toilet and eat his meal. <laughs> these guys, unbelievable. There's, there's, there's no. There's no cardio it with might, it. It might be the first time ever in a boxing event where oxygen will be at corner. I could see that. That might actually help a lot. That need, No, it needs to be done. You're going to have two... Their hearts are going to explode. They, I mean, they, they can't do it. They just... But, dude, Eddie Hall is 5'11", 6' Happy, 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 Johnson. Yeah. He's not going to be able to reach his head. He can't go down that far. He can't. You can't possibly get down You there. have to punch straight down. Like yep. you're pressing a button or some shit. Press. I don't know, dude. Could you imagine if, like, you're at a bar and you're dancing with your girl and you're like, I love this song. And then that guy comes in and then just pats your girl on the ass. What you do? Just hand her, right? Just go, okay. You just... No, dude, you got out crazy, crazy, bro. Oh, no. You got to look him in his eye and go, you want me to jerk you off, bro? <laughs> oh. Bro, I'll jerk you off right here. And the whole crowd would be like, jerk him <laughs> up, jerk him up. And then either the guy's going to be like, yo, you fucking crazy, bro. And then he's going to leave. Oh, you just got to fucking jerk him off. <laughs> or you just got to do it. Or you just got to, oh, 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 you know? Like, if there, there'd be, have to be like five hands to, to make that work. It'd be like a rope system. <laughs> Everyone on the count of three. One, yeah. two, stroke. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Romans rowing a ship. Oh, man. Would you jerk off? Javion Bronson, if it saved and cured Corona? 
I mean, like, literally, all you have to do is just do it once. You don't even have to look him in the eye. You just have oh, to do dude, it you know to why? completion. Because I'd have to see what he's holding down there yeah. and then look at mine for the rest of my life. But you saved the world. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what if 80% of the population would die unless you did this? How would my friends and family be? 80%, huh? 80 can I can I have a friend help? Can I have a call-in guest? <laughs> Will we at least make a it pitch hitter? <laughs> yeah, a pitch hitter. Can I get a team partner? You know, hey, Mark's getting tired. Tag team. <laughs> yeah, but it's your dad. <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta. I'm not saying you have to do anything sexual to yourself. You just gotta get him to completion. No. <laughs> the look of fear in your eyes. But bro, I'm just saying, dude. One, he's not gay. It's gonna take a long ass time. I'm gonna be sitting there fucking <laughs> all these physicians for about two days. <laughs> It'd be more like that, you know. Like, ah. I could just see his being like a can of Morton salt, you know, just wide and flat. It's <laughs> just flat at the end. Uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I got, uh. and so yeah, he's gonna box and uh, then die, and then we have uh, this weekend we have UFC coming back. Yes. I still don't understand how Cowboy Cerrone is fighting. I honestly no think at this point he sees three fighters and he picks. He does the his, middle one yeah. to hit. He does his best to pick. Yeah, that that's. Yeah. I really, I really do think it's come down to that. That's a hundred percent accurate. Well, when when Donald Cerrone's kid turns about twelve, he's now going to be the taking care of Donald. I think that's what's going to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, but all respect, dude. Go after your dreams. You kill that shit. Did it? I hope you beat Pettis. I'm betting on you. So here's the card. You have Stevens versus Qatar, which is a just gonna Stevens is a fucking nutbag. Uh, Cowboy versus Pettis, and someone—I think Cowboy's gonna gonna die. And then you have Ninganu versus Rosenstrike, and and someone's gonna die. And then you have Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz, and I think Dominic's gonna die. And then you have Ferguson versus Gaethje, and I think Ferguson's gonna die. Okay. Gaethje has ogre mentality. Yeah. He has I don't give a fuck mentality. Like, he's just like Nate Diaz, dude. But he's white. And the more punches he takes, the more he's going to get comfortable. But it's just a matter of how many Tony Ferguson's hits can you take before it reaches that level of, oh, shit, now I'm not in the pocket. It's 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 like a taking 10 shots. Right, and he wants to take at least five hits to be able to get in the pocket and get comfortable. But if he gets anything outside of six, it's gonna start looking bad for him. It's gonna look. It's gonna look ugly. I think how many elbows of Ferg? Obviously, I think Ferguson's gonna win. I don't think Gaethje's gonna win. How many? Yeah, how many elbows? Know. How many elbows from Ferguson can you take? And then, God forbid, you get you get wobbly and go. I need to shoot. And then you shoot on him, and then he just goes, oh, that's cool, and then puts you in a triangle choke with his big toe, and you're dead. Do you think that Tony Ferguson, outside of training camp, 
has been just walking around in a bubble suit so he doesn't get hurt. I I'd hope. I really do think that's like. I'd hope because the last that's time what we saw him fight. Cerrone. Last year. And who won? Who do you fucking think? I don't know, dude. That's why. That's why I'm asking you. His his undefeated streak is still the same. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I don't know much about that. That one was a weird stoppage, though. I actually think that was in Chicago. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Because I remember watching that fight now. Because Tony hit after the bell. Mm-hmm. And remember, he broke his nose that hit, and then Donald tried to blow his nose, and you're not supposed to do that when you break your nose, and his eyes puffed up so he couldn't fucking see. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best. Yeah, that one was ended prematurely. Then he goes to the, like, Joe Rogan, and I, I fucking blew my nose, man. I wasn't supposed to blow my nose. Yeah. <laughs> his eyeball is just straight up not there. It's just, I've never, I did, before the UFC, I didn't think that that was fucking possible. No. To literally like, close your eye, just gone. Like, you don't even have that anymore. It's somewhere underneath there. I've had a black eye that did that. It's just the surprising hematomas. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, for the next two weeks, you're going to be a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, Like for real. And then, and then the one, I don't know who it was, but he broke his fucking skull. Ugh. Don't you remember that one? No. I don't know. Anyways. Let's get back to the fight card. I got... Mm, I want... I'm going to call Donald over Pettis. You think? Okay. I'm going to call... Why? Yeah. Because I think Cerrone is obviously out to prove something. Like, he's... It, this is... If it's a winner, it's a it's a winner go home for Cerrone. I honestly sure, think sure. either of them have a puncher's chance. Puncher's chance for what? To win. I don't, I, I don't see this going to the ground. I don't see this going... Uh, to the case, to the side of the ring, I see this going straight up, center of the octagon, puncher's chance. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, I thought you were saying like um, they were just gonna basically like hug it out until the end, like a fucking uh, what do they call it, Daniel Cormier fight. Um, Don't talk bad about DC. No, I'm just. Uh, did you tell you? Did you hear him talk about uh, the fight with Stipe? I, I guess Stipe won't sign the contract. Really? Yeah, so Daniel was like, sign the contract. I know I'm a better fighter than you. He's like, I know I'm a better fighter than you. I got, I dis, I got, he goes, he said, he said on his show with Ariel Hawani, he's like, I, I think I lost because I was beating him so bad that I lost respect for him. And then I just let my guard down a little bit and he, and he finished it. And, you know, kudos to him for finishing it, but I'm a better fighter than him. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> he got knocked out in that fight, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I think he got finished. Like, I think he got choked. No, he might have got knocked out. Yeah, I think he got knocked out. I don't, I don't see somebody choking out Armie. Hey, man. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible! I knew when I said uh, that you'd say that. Yeah, sorry, dude. It's just like a... Alright, so let me look at this card one more time. Um... Cruz is back out of fucking nowhere. Dude, what it, someone, I forget who it was, but they posted the timeline since the last time he's fought, and Conor McGregor wasn't even in the UFC. Yeah, dude, his last fight was against fucking what's his name? His big rivalry. Uh, Uriah? Right? Wasn't that? I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm usually wrong on things. This is the second time Cowboy and Pettis are fighting as well. Oh, is it really Pettis too? Yep, I did not know that. Ninganu versus Rosenstrike. Rosenstruck. I hope they reinforce that cage. They, dude, they have to immediately take whoever knocks one of another out to to uh, the hospital. They need to go to the hospital. Hardy's in the main card. Hardy's fighting in yeah. the main card. Yeah, he is. Wow. Word in versus. Here Olden. we go. The Olden last. Here we go. The last time Dominic Cruz fought. Israel Adesanya was more than a year away from his UFC debut. Uh, Khabib, Khabib was still fighting on prelims. Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey competed that year. Peter Yen and Marlon Marias weren't fighting in the UFC. Barack was president. It's been about eight years. Whoa. Or something like that, six years. I don't know. going up against... He's he's going up against no slouch, that's for sure. The, he gets a title shot out of the gate? I don't know about that. Out, I don't know about that. Out gate. Well, that's what happens when you're the UFC's baby and you do commentary for years, and they're like, okay. People love him yeah, still. I can see that. No, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad fighter. Sounds like you're saying he's not deserving. No, I don't think he deserves Sounds, a fight. You don't think he deserves a fight? No, dude. Sounds like you want to fight him. Fight me, bro. I would pay good money. <laughs> I would. I, I'd, be, I'd be drinking out of a straw after that one. Oh, no. I think you'd take a hit from him. No way. I think you I think you could take a punch from him. I don't think you could take, like, a leg kick to the face. You think I could take a punch from him and not get knocked out? How much does your, How much does he weigh? I don't... No, dude. He's, fighting, her, he's fighting Cejudo. He's got to be 140. I think you could take a punch from a 140-er. After getting knocked out once, bro, you're you're easier to get knocked out. I bet if he catches me in the chin, I'm seeing fucking your eyelids. A hot chick. <laughs> Why is his pants off? I, I uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Asparza versus Waterson. Hot mama's fighting. Who is? Waterson first girl. Michelle Waterson. I I know verse who. Oh, uh, I don't... Esparza. Okay, that doesn't matter to me. I saw somewhere that Paige Van Zant is going to fight... Uh, uh, Ray oh, she Sto- needs to stop and just go into modeling. She, you know what she needs to do? She needs to stop and just do a porno with her husband. No. Yeah. Why... Why her husband? I don't want to watch a porno with you and her. If I made a porno <laughs> with Paige Van Zant, would you watch it? Probably. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Next question. <laughs> Would you get off to it? <laughs> Probably. No! No, bro. No. It's Paige Van's hand. I would, this would be. I would ruin it for you and look this, straight at the camera. This would, just say Tom. <laughs> she'd be like, what? Nothing. Tom. Uh, what? <laughs> Why'd I say Tom? Tom. <laughs> Well, here's here's this is what happened. <laughs> this is what would happen. I'd be like, oh my god, Paige Van Zandt released a sex tape. Start watching, start watching. I know where that tattoo is. That tattoo's oddly familiar. And then at the end, the moment the moment Cinco de Mayo happens, 
I realize it's you, and then I we end the podcast. And then it comes up to my face, and I'm right at the camera. Stop. <laughs> and you're just sitting there, ah, ah. Yep, then I just, then I stop. Then I just give up. Then I just give up. I don't know why I'm putting you in all these uh, overly yeah, sexual situations. You're kind, of, you're kind of trying to get an answer out of me. I don't know what to give you, man. I just, I want to know if the world needed saving, we could count on you to jerk a dude off. I'd like to think I could save the world without jerking a dude off. No, there's no other way. Like, China has the, has the vaccine. They are willing to give it to us for free. They just need one random kid from Illinois... To so jerk off the mountain. Because cause Ping because likes your face. You. Yeah, because it's like the Hunger Games. Your name's in a bowl. There's not really good chances. You're We're all standing outside the gate, like, looking. <laughs> Pritzker puts his hand in a bowl, picks out and goes, Chris. It's and then... And he has to keep pulling it back because it has a mind of its own. <laughs> Man, that would suck for you. I'd cheer you on though. I'd I'd, I'd massage your forearm. I'd be there with you. Fuck that. I'd be there right with you. That'd be like arm wrestle on a python, man. Mm-hmm. His dick starts to jerk you off. Like whoa. Stop! <laughs> Throws out an extra hand. <laughs> it can bench press me, you know. Ah, uh, that was impressive watching it, dude. I mean, like, here's what I, I was like, I was watching, I was like, wow, this is really impressive. And then I went, but why would you ever want to do that? <laughs> dude, it's so much weight. I know, but like, I looked at him and I'm like. Holy fuck, I've never seen anybody that in po- Like, I know he's big, but he definitely, like, got bigger. Oh, yeah, he's a big boy. He's on a good cycle, for sure. Oh, yeah, his ass has just got to be sore from taking it there, just getting shots. Speak, did you watch the Icarus documentary? No. See, I was gonna, I started watching that, and then I just kind of, like, they were only talking about cycling, and I'm like, mm, I couldn't care less. I think cyclists, I think cyclists should juice because it's such a fucking boring sport. To make it interesting, yeah. I mean, I'm not into watching dudes ride bikes. I don't even like them when I'm driving down the street. I kind of want to fucking hit them. I'm not gonna I, lie. I agree. I agree. Like, like you could be riding your bike anywhere. <laughs> there are tons of trails, and you pick a fucking road that barely fits my little Scion on. Yeah. And then you're trying to pretend like you're good enough to go the speed limit. And the next thing you know, I'm trying to go left a little bit and I get hit by a semi. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I just want to like, give him a little love tap. Give him a little lo- love tap. I mean, I'd kill him. I, I don't understand what like our local cities were thinking with these bike paths that they have alongside roads. It's it, it's Why? nothing. It's nothing. There was nothing separating them from me. Nothing. Go to a forest preserve. There's not going to be any cars there. Yeah. Make the sidewalks wider. Yeah. But why, why is it a bike lane on the sidewalk? Dude. Would you rather get hit by a car or a bike hit a person? I know. Exactly. 
exactly. You take a bike. Right now, I'd take a bike. Let's go. But there's so much worse things that can happen with a bike on a road than a bike on a sidewalk. Yeah, you get someone. Back, check. You get someone who's barely like paying attention, but not super paying attention. How many times a bike has come up on me? A lot. Especially Saturday mornings, they're in their groups. That's like a thing. I remember when I was a kid, we were on our way to church, and we pull out into our neighborhood. And my and I'm, I my neighborhood live is on like a busy, busy road, and there's no light. So we pull out to the road, and there's barricades and a guy in a high visibility jacket standing there saying and a police officer saying we can't leave our neighborhood because there's a bike race happening and told us to turn around and go home i'm like my mom got so furious because they're just doing a triathlon through the town so we couldn't use any road (laughs) I, i i that's obviously a weird case but i get triathlons i get bike races okay you're serious about it. You want to compete in it for sure. Go to events. But when it comes to fucking practice, <laughs> you need to take that shit somewhere else besides on fucking Highway 14 where I'm about to already I'm about to hit somebody else. Meanwhile, your ass is like, oh, I'm training. <laughs> and you're dumb spandex, you fucking loser. Got those shoes that connect to your bike. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're just... I never got it. I, I always... It's a dangerous sport to take up. Yeah? I wouldn't even call it... It's not even like... It's just stupid. I don't know, don't dude. It's waste like... your time. It's like, I can't even... like Some sports I respect because of the dangerous involved in it. You know, like, damn, football, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, UFC, you know? But bikes, it's just like you're just being dumb. I tried to. Like, I tried to convince. I was I was having an argument with a kid who plays hockey, and I was trying to tell him that baseball is a harder sport and a much more dangerous sport. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting to watch the anger fill his face. <laughs> well, dude, baseball is the hardest sport. Yeah, he's. I was like, he's. I said that to him. I'm like, baseball is a much harder sport. He's like, what? I'm like. I was like, look at it this way, dude. If you bat 300 your entire career, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I was like, you're an all-star every year. Yeah. You're going to the Hall of Fame. There's going to be a placard with your name on it for all of history, and you're considered great. And you'll make, you'll sign a $270 million contract. That's well, what you'll do. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, and on top of it, when you're playing hockey, the puck's not supposed to go near your head. Sometimes it does, sure. Sometimes it does. But the ball's supposed to go near you in baseball at 100 miles an hour, and it's really fucking hard. And you're guessing every time you swing. You have to... You have to to guess what pitch. Guess. I mean, you don't even guess where it's going to be. You just react. (laughs) Unless you're the Astros, then you know where it's going to be. But I was like... (laughs) And uh, what else did I say? I was like, yeah, you have to you have to decide in like point one of a second. Do I duck or swing? Mm. I was like, it's much harder. There's no ducking, dude. There's no ducking. There's no ducking. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up um, comes to my yeah. I don't have my glasses on, but I I you know I I do the thing where I put my glasses up more. Um, 
SpaceX and NASA just made an agreement that they're going to make the moon a pretty much like, you know how the International Space Station, there's always someone on the International Space Station, like three people rotating. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not not correct here, if I'm wrong, if I'm if I'm wrong here, but I think I'm right, we're always gonna have somebody on the moon after 2024. Wow. It's about the Artemis missions. Wow. Not interested. Are you gonna you know go? What, Dom? You know what? I act interested when you talk about your politics. Okay. That's not true. I couldn't give. Literally, if there was two shits on the ground, I wouldn't even give them. I wouldn't give them. I bring up this thing that no, actually wait. is cool. But okay? what's the point of it, though? What's the point of it? Yeah. Research. Don't you want to know what the fuck is out there? But how are we going to know that if we're just on the moon? Yeah, because the moon leads to other things that happen. Other research that proves things that happened in the past. And that's how we will move forward going from one place to but another. But what things? What things? What are like we gonna how prove? the moon got there. How the moon, like how the asteroids hit the moon. How long ago was it? Okay, then let's say how long ago this asteroid took to hit this moon then how far away where did it come from then we can see where it came from then we can find out there where that is and how long it takes to travel where it came from i don't know they're not a fucking scientist it's cool (laughs) shut the fuck up it just seems like we're gonna spend a lot of money just to have fun on the moon you don't think it's important to try and go to different planets okay the moon's not a planet no 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 fuck the moon okay we're going to mars but you just said we're going to spend a bunch of money to go to the moon every year. Okay, but the moon is like a fucking hot cousin that you want to kiss, but you can't. But we're going to do it anyways. And the hot cousin will lead to doing No, good. no, 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 no. I think, you got the, I think you got your analogy wrong. I think... Let me try to help you. I think the moon... I think what you're trying to say is the moon is the ugly cousin of the hot girl you're trying to get with so you have to be nice to the moon in order to get to the hot cousin. And the hot cousin's Mars. Mars. Okay. Correct analogy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, my point was like, okay, then you have practice getting in with this hot stepsister and then like Mars is like your future wife so you know ways to like approach a girl. Like, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Sounds like you're horny as fuck. <laughs> no, dude, I'm good. I'm good, bro. But it is, the- it is important because whether you like it or not, Dom, our kids, 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 kids are going to live on Mars. So, whatever. Are they really? Hell yeah, they are, dude. They're going to turn Mars into the moon. I mean, the Earth. Ow. They have stuff out there that can change the atmosphere over time that it can make it like an actual living. Like what? the, what do they call it? The, uh... Um, the, like this, like the, like the system there, like how things work, they could change it so it can like actually be able, you can actually be able to live on Mars without having to do any astronaut shit, you know? So no spacesuits? Yes, thank you. Okay. That seemed like a lot of words. I'm just for a the... kid with CTE, I like space, okay? <laughs> but those, t- but those, those, <laughs> those two don't go together, all right? <laughs> 
Okay, hold on a second. I have to pause the podcast. Uh, I'll be right back. So you're going to spend a whole shit ton of money on a guess. On a guess? Yeah, we're recording. We're back on. I know. I'm going to spend a shit ton of money on a guess of what? That we can live on other planets. Oh, I thought you were talking like a guest for the podcast. I'm like, I'm not paying anybody to be on the podcast. What the fuck? Elon Musk, if you, I'll pay you like 50 bucks. You know what? He's got so much money, he might just say, I'll fucking do it anyway. <laughs> no, dude. It's not a guess. It's a no. <clears throat> I think the only person that could explain it to me and make it seem worthwhile is Elon Musk. So Yeah, exactly. So you're asking a kid that is just enjoys... Hey, look. You got a Star Wars shirt on. You're obviously prepared. You're going to be the first person in space, I'm assuming, that's non-astronomical? No. Ah. Why? I don't... Would you... You have to be pretty smart. Would you jerk off Hafeel Yamadzin to get up into Mars? (laughs) Hell yeah, dude! We found it! Jerk the fuck off (laughs) Hafeel We found what matters. They'll be like, hey, Chris, you can go up to Mars if you jerk off offline on Bronson. You just hear this next. Where is he? You just spit into his hand and get ready. Then I have to think about seven months on the way to Mars. Just, ah, And then all my astronaut friends are like, yo, bro, you really jerked him off to get here, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I want to be here more than you, bitch. I use my mouth. Whoa, that wasn't even part of the deal. Yeah, well, I just wanted to show passion. My, my hands started to cramp. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm a passionate person, bro. Just leave me alone. <laughs> well, I'm sure they would love to have you, knowing that you're willing to jerk off a dude. So, not to say women can't be astronauts, but they shouldn't be. But okay, so um, wow, <laughs> you don't want that kind of craziness up there. So I had some questions, actually, that I thought we could talk about on the podcast. Dorisco. Um, do you feel judgmental for being religious? That's a good question. I, I ask this because it was, um, you know, Good Mythical Morning? So those guys have kind of gone on like a rabbit hole of anti-Christianity and they used to be Christians, I think Baptists or whatever, when they were growing up. And they were talking about how they like deconstructed their religion and are no longer religious because they felt like when they went to YouTuber stuff, when they were like going to the um, VidCon and YouTuber convention, they felt like they were standoffish and awkward because they were judging people because of their religious background. So they had to ditch it in order to feel... Like, they were accepting people. So I just want to know your thoughts. Do you think that those two things correlate, or is there a difference? No, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a a judging thing that is like when you see someone that we don't obviously agree with. I just think that accepting that religious isn't a thing in our lives... We know that the type of standard that we are held to, you know, so when we're held to that high of a standard, it's, you look at other people that 
don't have that standard in their life. And it's hard for us to see them make the decisions they do without being self-conscious about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because, like, I mean, I, I've been religious my entire life, and I definitely think that there was a point where I was very judgmental of people and the decisions they made. But then at a, at a certain point where you learn a lot about your faith and you learn a lot about who you are, you, you begin to separate what you believe with people who don't. Yeah, and I, I don't really. It's not like a oh shame on you, you know. It's I. It's not that for me, anyways. It's not right. that because I was raised a Christian, you know, and then but like it, that was the whole like Wednesday chapel going to school with it, you know, and it was just like I'm, you didn't even know why you were even there. You you're just there, you know, because the school was about it. So you're sitting there like oh yeah for sure, dude. Um, because I, yeah, I just you meet uh, you meet people that think differently. Let's say you meet people that are gay or <clears throat> you know bi, Democrat, pro-abortion. Um, I'm not saying you have to be Republican to be Catholic or Christian, but you have to be able to. This is the thing: is like for me, I I always usually vote on two two standards and that's pro-life and less government involvement like i don't want government being so involved in my daily life and i vote for people who are pro-constitution so i don't want anyone fucking with my like religious liberties and shit like that while you know what i'm saying so i just see it hard being democrat and being um christian yeah um, because I think it also is because we're very conservative in our ways. Um, we think that obviously these rules were set up to live the highest possible good in a life. Yeah. Um, and when we see people not want to follow that, we see them not wanting the best for themselves, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. That's well, a weird way. That's, uh, you know what I'm trying to say here? It's like... You've abandoned some train of thought. Some train of truth. And yeah. It's, you know? I really think that's what it is. I think it's just... Because for me, I've had to become a lot more vulnerable mm-hmm. to bring religion into my life. And but that's well, something that... It's very, it's very true that with religion... You need to be able to look inward and say you're wrong, and that yeah. something out there is able to correct you. Yeah, because you it, to to go throughout your day making decisions based off of what you think is right. That's a very dangerous concept. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. you know that's a that is a very dangerous way of thinking. Yeah, because human nature is so just intimately flawed in, like, sexual promiscuity and um, general inhibition. You literally can become 
so easily manipulated by your own desires that it doesn't even matter yeah. what the right choice is. Hey, you're going to leave your friends. You're going to do whatever to go hook up with a chick in a car. You're going to disrespect yeah. this girl you've been talking to because this girl in front of you wants to have sex with you. Or you're going to um, get drunk, blackout drunk, and put yourself in a precarious position to not be in control. The biggest thing for me, what kind of had my mindset switch with it is when you do that stuff you're sacrificing your future good for instant gratification and i think that's the biggest the in a way i think that's the most cowardly way to act yeah, and like tying it all in, and I think that's where it comes from, where you're religious and you don't want to feel judgmental, but at the same time you're seeing people go about their life not at the fullest potential. Yeah, because I'm not, like sense. we're not sitting here saying we're perfect. No. Like, not at all, dude. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I think we're, it's just, because with being more religious now, I am a hell of a lot harder on myself. Yeah. A hell of a lot harder on myself. Yeah. But in good ways that I know that are going to be true. Right. Like, just having a standard. Having a moral standard. And I, I just, but I don't see, again, I don't see myself as judgmental where if someone says something to me that they're going to do, it's like, man, I wish they wouldn't do that, but that's, it's their prerogative. And I'm not going to sit here and not talk to them um, at all because they are making that decision. I can choose not to make that decision with them. Mm-hmm. I can choose not to go do that thing that they're gonna go do. And but see that, and I think, but see that's where people I think then reverse the judgment, where it's like, hey Dom, you want to go do cocaine? Nah, well, I'm, I, I'm not really I, into that. And then they go, well, you're judgmental. Aren't you judgment? Are you? Aren't you judging me because I don't do it? I think it's the easiest thing to get out of the truth is bringing up the victim card. Yeah. And I think that's what Good Mythical Morning is doing, is they're taking the victim card on how they felt judged, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going throughout your day not judging yourself on your decisions, there's, there's something not right there. Yeah, you should always be striving for a excellence. You know, like... You sh- like, every person has a version of themselves that they want to be. hmm And I think that's there for a reason. I just think slowly but surely, if you take enough rides with the devil, sooner or later, he's going to be in the driving seat. Yeah. And sooner or later, your self-consciousness is going to become flawed. And you're not even going to think twice about what you're doing anymore. So if you're making your decisions based on what you think is right, that's a dangerous thing to do. That is a very, very dangerous thing to do. Without having a code of ethics that is black and white. Because if you think about it, dude, I've been watching Jordan Peterson's biblical series where he talks about each story of the Bible and what it means to our life in general. And the amount of depth that comes with the simple Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Mm -hmm. Moses and the Ark, 
the amount of death that goes involved with that story that you can apply to to our life is absolutely insane. Yeah. And there, I really do think there's a reason that those stories withheld time. Have stood the test like, of time? Ha- yes. Yeah. Like, those stories will never be forgotten. Yeah. You know, I there's stories that are easily forgotten, but why over ye- thousands and thousands and thousands of years are those stories still with us today? Yeah. There's an infallible truth in them. Yes. Of how to treat your neighbor. Like, even Joe Rogan said it. He's like, I'm not religious, but I do believe that the Bible and that Christianity is a good construct for how people should live their life. How to treat one another with respect and how to be... Like, that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, you're Catholic, you're Christian, you hate gay people, you hate this people. I don't hate anybody. No. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are with or who you go to bed with. Don't enforce me to live that way, and I'm not going to enforce you to live that way. Just... Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's the whole bless their heart or pray for them mentality where it's like, I don't agree with you, but I love you and I want you to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we might have a difference of opinion on how to be that person, but that does not mean I want you to burn in hell or die or, you know, I, it, that that's what's crazy to me is that people have somehow turned a code of ethic and a calling into, well, you just hate people. That's not even close to reality. No, then no, it's that's not true. And it's... I challenge any Christian, if you've made it through the jerk-off uh, conversation we've had twice now, and if you're still listening, I challenge you to tell someone who says those things, who claims they're Christian and claims they're Catholic, like, yeah. I hate gay people. I challenge you to stand up to that and say, well, then you're not practicing your faith. No. I think there's a difference. Like, that's why I took saying I believe in God so seriously. Mm -hmm. Because once you say that, you are now held to this standard. You now believe there is a hell. Mm -hmm. And to believe that there's a hell, you're going to live your life a whole lot different. What do you think? That's a possibility for your forever you're going to change up your act what do you think about religion religious or not i think it's a good way i think you should live your life like there is a god even if you're not religious uh, what do you think about religions that don't believe in a hell there can't be good without evil i don't there's cuz then we would I, I don't understand how we know what good is without evil mhm Every story, every single movie, there is a good and evil. Every single book, there is a good and evil. Why? You are always rooting (coughs) for the good, whether you like it or not. You want to know what pops up when you type in what? This is what I typed in. What? And then I spelled R-E-L. And the first thing that pops up in Google search is what religion is J.B. Pritzker? (laughs) That's funny. Does Frito-Lay have a religion? No, but I, I, I really do think there's some truth in living your life as if you do believe in God. Because I really do think once you accept that and believe and know that there's a possibility of hell, 
like it's it's like in our nature man mm-hmm. you know like why but why is it in our nature that was another big thing that got me was natural law whether you like it or not you know mm-hmm. but like i said if you continue to make the wrong decisions and ignore the truth in things you're gonna let the devil drive yeah and you're never gonna be able to let take over that wheel anymore you know I've been doing a, 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 a my happiness and my joy comes from learning and knowledge. I've realized that now. Mm-hmm. Like, let me ask you a question. Like, when you are listening to something, whether it's a motivational video or whether you're listening to things about the faith or whether you're watching a movie that ends in a good way. You feel good. Yeah. After. But why do you feel good? Why do you feel good after those things? Because the person with the moral ethics won. The person who gave and sacrificed and put it on the line won. So why do you automatically feel better when that happens? You know? That's what's... That's like, why do you automatically shows? become more peaceful in your day when you see good happens? Yeah, because you know that there's an, just this crazy sacrifice that comes with making the right decision or making the, you know, right decision for everyone. And putting yourself in the position to be that ultimate sacrifice for that position. And that's what's weird to me about these shows that exist where there's no good guy. Yeah. Like the Ozarks or, um, you know, like Billions or uh, what else? Like even Game of Thrones, there was like a clear good guy. And sometimes that good guy would change where you'd be like, I fucking hate that guy. It was like last season I loved him, now I don't like him. Um I that's what's crazy to me is how people fall in love with characters. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I mean, one of my favorite yes, character, one of my yes. favorite characters is Deadpool, and he's not necessarily a good guy, but he's you know because it's attractive. It becomes yeah. attractive to you to see someone do something that you know you're not supposed to. Breaking do. Bad. Yeah. Literally rooting for a guy yeah. cooking meth and killing people with his yeah. meth, but you're rooting for him to evade yeah. the law. Yeah. His brother-in-law. You're rooting for him to evade the law. You're rooting for him to make more money. You're rooting for him to get cured of cancer. You're rooting for, you know, like. But but let me let me ask you something. Is there moral goodness in what their acts are while they're pursuing that? No. You don't think so? Not in that. Not in that circumstance of Breaking Bad. Like maybe the Ozarks, you could say there is because he's trying to he's trying to save his family. Even though he's a yeah. money launderer for a cartel, he's trying to save his family. I mean, Breaking Bad started that way, and then it became an he became obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. He became obsessed with making more money. So you know, like he 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 started cooking meth so he can pay for make sure his family is taken care of and then also he got treatment and paid for his treatment with that and then he got better and he still kept cooking meth and then just it just all devolved so it's it, yeah man you root, it's um you literally will watch a tv and be morally invested in this person who is killing who is 
doing bad things, selling drugs, da da da, whatever. And it's like, that's the hero, dude. It's just that it's like when I watch the scene. When I watch the scene in Breaking Bad where his brother-in-law realizes he's Heisenberg and he's like selling this crystal blue meth, I was like, no, 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 get out of there, get out. You know, like you're you're rooting for the cop to lose, and that's such a weird fucking yeah. angle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, I just it's weird when those shows do that to you, and you're actively <laughs> rooting against the guy who's a you know the cop. It's, I lost my train of thought. Like, the devil's a smart motherfucker. Yeah. And the reason God is okay with letting you have those thoughts is because he's obedient. He knows the truth. Now it's just a matter of fact of and it, it's, it's like a weird thing. Like, for me, I swear, like, st- when you're born, you're obviously a baby, right? And around three years old, you start to become self-conscious about things. And when you keep going throughout your life, you obviously reach a point of self-consciousness of where you're at in your life and what your morals are and what you lead by. But if it's, it's almost, for me, when I chose the religious path, it's almost like you're restarting at birth. Mm-hmm. Becoming that vulnerable. Yeah. Becoming that vulnerable again and accepting the fact that you're going to be vulnerable. There's something about that, dude. There's something about... That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. There's so many people that are unable to f- stay religious and follow religion... Because of the daunting task of being wrong. Being wrong, knowing you're wrong, when you make that decision instantly. How many times have, you know, how many times you commit a sin and you instantly go, damn it. You know, like, how many times do you know that, you know, in a slip, in a moment where you're like, I should not have said those words. You're just like, but, but, but why? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Yeah. I really, like, no matter what, you have that. Everybody has that. Yeah. Everybody has that where they make those decisions and they're like, you know? Yeah. But they continue to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And you continue to make those decisions, and that's where your consciousness becomes flawed. Yeah. And you the need more to re-evaluate. you make those decisions, here's the thing, you become less consciousness. Mm-hmm. You become less conscious. Yeah. And that is the most evil thing that you can do to a person is make them less conscious. It's another day of drinking beer. It's another day of watching porn. It's another day of not taking your responsibilities. It's another day of not going to church. It's another day. It's another day. It's another day. And that's what's really fucked with this whole like quarantine lockdown situation, to bring it full circle, is... The wife and I were getting really good about going to church every Sunday. Yeah, same here. We were really rocky about it when, like, during dating and stuff. And But, like, we made a conscious effort when we got married to be married on the right foot. You know, we were both in a state of grace when we got married. We, you know, no sin on our soul. I went to confession the day before I got married. And, you know, 
good. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. And then this whole lockdown happens and we can't go to church. And it's like, how many people are you going to get who fall away from the church in this time? Because they can't have that constant reminder of imperfection and that constant reminder of what they're striving for. I'm guilty of it. 100%, dude. 100% I'm guilty. Let me say something. Let me say something real quick. Do you know what Israel means? Oh, gosh. I did at one point. Refresh. And that's like that's like the land. That's yeah, the, that's right. Like, yeah. That's like Jerusalem, right? That's yes. right, correct. That's where like all this shit took place. Mm-hmm. Israel means people who wrestle with God. Mm. Think about that, dude. That's beautiful. No, no, it's not even like it's like I, I don't mean to be like all sentimental. No, that's a, that's that's a beautiful because I mean that's what but religion that is. Crosses over. To battling every day with what? Your struggle. Burdening the cross. Carrying the cross up the hill just like Jesus did before he died. Mm-hmm. We're all on that hill carrying our struggle, which is the cross, every single day. You know? Yeah. Mm, man, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It just... I really do think there's a reason, and I really do think... If you go out to learn to be more intellectual, to learn more about knowledge, to be more knowledgeable, that's a better way of saying it. I really do think if you go down the right path, sooner or later you're going to become Catholic. Yeah. I really do think so. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. I started out watching... Like, Rob Bailey. He was a big guy at first for me. Then it was Tony Robbins. Then it was David Goggins. Then it was Jocko Willing. Then Jordan Peterson came in to it. You know? Mm. And his big thing, man, is responsibility is what brings meaning to our lives. Okay? But now let's break that down. Responsibility. Okay? When you become Catholic, you are hit with a burden of what? Responsibility to keep your morals. Right. And that is what, in his words, what will bring meaning to your life. So my question is, the more meaning you take on and the more responsibility you take on, what's going to happen? You're going to go down the knowledge path and sooner or later you're going to realize that knowledge and that truth is coming from somewhere and that is Catholic and that is God. Facts. Knowledge. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm super in. I'm like in a very. I'm glad you brought this up. This is like the perfect time for me to. Like, I've, I've, I'm glad I can. It is. I'm glad I'm at the point where I can kind of make sense about it to other people. Yeah. You know? Because I think anybody who's listening that's not religious, when they're listening to us two talk right now, to Joe Schmoes going through life, and us talking about this right now, it's going to hit them. That's it's gonna make sense to them. Mm-hmm. We're not just spitting bullshit. Right. No story lasts years and years and years. Stories right. that are that have bullshit in them. If they had right. bullshit, that would have been and, called out a long fucking and, time ago. And I mean, and on, and what, what, what did anyone who wrote the Bible gain? What? Gain did, what? Like, what did they gain? They gained nothing from writing the Bible. 
they risked their lives left and right to write the Bible. And then when told you need to stop what you're doing and stop proselytizing, they were murdered because they wouldn't. They were at the stake being stoned, being beheaded, being crucified upside down, being chased from village to village. Every person that followed Jesus Christ and and talked about the Bible was killed with the exception of one. Every single one of them. Like, don't you think imagine believing something so much where you're willing to actually die to keep that belief system. David Koresh, man. I mean he was a cult leader, but he did. There's something about that. Yeah. It is. I like what don't you think that at don't you think that after watching your first Pope, Peter, be crucified upside down on a mountain? Bleeding out of his body and his like head filling up with blood and die. Don't you think you would go, hey, maybe we should dissolve this thing and stop talking about it? No, what they did was, okay, hey, you're going to be the new pope. Okay, I will do it. Yeah. And then, hey, that guy died. Uh, you're going to be the new pope. Okay, I will do it. Mm-hmm. It's that no one won anything. From doing it. There was no money involved. There was no... I, I think it just comes down to integrity. Yeah. And that's... And, and I... Like, the four the four cardinal virtues of a man. Mm-hmm. And when I say man, woman, and man. Yeah. Right? There is a warrior. There is a lover. There is a... Um, I don't know the other two. But... All those virtues line up to our everyday morals. Mm. Let me see if I can find that. Four cardinal virtues. Four cardinal virtues of a man. I don't know, dude. It's like even this conversation, right? Why were we led to have this conversation? And why, when we have these conversations about this stuff, why do we feel so intrigued and so passionate to spread it? Well, see, there's there's the four cardinal virtues, and those are prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice. Okay, that's what they were. Sorry. I was, I I think, another, I was a mistake in that. I apologize. Yeah, that's because when you said, I was like, I don't think that's a... No, it must have been a different uh, cardinal then. And then there's uh, the... uh, What was the other one? Then there's the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. But like, when, see, like that's what I'm saying. You live by those simple f- seven words, seven, ver- seven I- ideals, and you're instantly going to be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know? You know so. what I think is bullshit? Hmm. The word happiness. I know you said that, yeah. I really do think the word happiness was created by the devil. Yeah. Because because if you think about it, what is happiness? When do you reach not even reach, when do you when are you happy? Right? Receiving stuff. You know, mm-hmm. happy is something that you with instant gratification. Yeah. Right? I think it's peace you want to obtain. Joy. 
joy and yeah. Because you can be so fucking miserable, but still be joyful as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I think anybody, because I see people do it all the time, and I was I was uh, under it as well. I want to be happy, man. I want to be happy. That's I all know. I want to be, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. But think about this. Let's. What's a time where you were happy? What What's a time where you were, you felt happy in a moment? Happy, not joyful. Happy. Um. Probably just my childhood, where there was really no responsibility. Now imagine living a life. Because I really do think, man, the more self-conscious you become, the less happier you're going to be. Yeah. And that's a very weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of people are afraid of, is one, becoming vulnerable. Yeah. Right? Becoming vulnerable, that is giving up the instant gratification of things. And you're vulnerable to this thing, and you're, you are now in an uncomfortable state where you know... You are going to be what? Unhappy. I think that, yeah, because happiness, I think, for, I would say what happiness is, is fleeting. And joy is something that can be called upon. Mm. Where it's like, oh, God, my this sucks. My job sucks. That sucks. I don't agree with this person. This is having a problem. I had it the other day. Where it's like, I was tired with work. I was so fed up with the bullshit that's going on. This da-da-da. My mom had an argument with her sister. And I was trying to calm my mom down. And like, talk her through that. And that was a whole ordeal. And then, you know. I walked to my mailbox. They go check the mail. Mm-hmm. And I turn around. And I face my house. And the, in a sense of. This is my home. came over me and then I had a flashback of being a child and going to my parents house and that's home obviously but being a child and thinking where am I gonna live what am I gonna do Mm -hmm. and I'm standing in front of it right now yeah I'm walking into it Mm -hmm. I'm sitting down on my couch and that's that was like that was joyful. Mm-hmm. That wasn't happiness because I wasn't happy. No. I was miserably up just just angry. I was angry. Up until that moment I was angry. I was fatigued. But that mm-hmm. sense of just a wave of accomplishment and joy and then you go back to what reality is, but you still know that those things exist. Because happiness needs to be in your face. Yes. Like, like World Series yes. Cubs winning. That's in yes. your face. That's happiness. Yes. That's crazy okay. happiness. Now imagine living that feeling every day of your life. Yeah. That's You're chasing. Chasing. That's all it is, dude. Yeah. And the sooner you realize that that's not capable... Mm-hmm. The sooner, better you're off. Like better off you're gonna be. Yeah, and then we're not the saying. Thing is like it's like, okay, you say you want to be happy, man. I apologize for interrupting. No, you. go ahead. You say you want to be happy, okay. And you want to be happy, 
all the fucking time, right? For sure. It's a thing, man. People want to be happy, right? Yeah. But how the hell are you going to know what happy is without struggle? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's So, that was a that was a good topic. You want to change it up for a second? We can end this thing cuz I have one quick thing that sure. I thought would be fun to do and then uh, we'll call it a day. Uh, in honor of May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have a little thing that this tw- uh, account I follow on uh, Twitter. It's got this. Can you see this? Yep. Okay. So you get $15. Oof. And you got to buy and spend. You get to spend this $15 on characters from the Star Wars universe to come travel the galaxy with you. Okay. So here I'll give you a breakdown. Tier 1. For one dollar, R two D two, C three PO, BB eight, and then the the droid from Rogue One, the smartass one, the big tall one, and then some random R R six unit, and then tier two. Well, shit. Here, wait. Let me do this real quick. I'll send it to you so you can remember. Okay. Where are you? There you are. Tier 2, Lando Calrissian, Finn, Poe, Padme, Commander Cody. Tier 3 for $3, Han Solo, Chewbacca, The Mandalorian, Bubba Fat, and then the uh, nurse droid that's from The Mandalorian. Tier 4, Ben Kenobi. Well, the Obi-Wan, that's Obi-Wan. Leia, Darth Maul, uh, Yoda... Mace Windu, Tier 5, Luke, Vader, Ahsoka, Rey, and Kylo Ren. Ren. Go ahead. Spend your $15. Well, you know Darth Maul is going to be in my line. Yeah, he's coming with you. He's coming. That's my fucking I mean, being being able to hang out with him and knowing he's not going to kill you, I mean, I don't know. Right? Right? So you got four dollars. This is what's crazy about that, man. Yeah. Go back to the conversation we were just having. And you want right? Darth Maul with your ass. I want Darth Maul. I want Darth Vader. Okay, so you have nine dollars. So you have uh six dollars left. Han Solo. Okay, so you have three dollars left. FN2187. You have $1 left. And C3PO. Alright. Ready for Dom's? Here we go. You gotta keep track of my money, though, because I can. Okay. You, you okay. gotta keep track of my money. Well, you, just, you basically just pick one from each line. That's all. Yeah, basically. But I'm gonna do things a little differently here. Okay. I'm gonna take Luke. Nope, I'm gonna take Ahsoka, because I want to look at her. <laughs> I'm gonna take Ahsoka. <clears throat> I'm gonna take Mace, so that's a nine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take uh how much do I got six bucks left, right? Yep. Fuck. Cause I wanted to take Han and Chewy. Oh, so you can pick more Yeah, than... you don't have to pick one from each line. But here's the thing. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Han. No, I'm gonna take Chewy because there's no sexual threat there, so I can score with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Han because he's just hilarious, and then I'm gonna take R two D two because he knows everything. I mean, he can plug it in and we'll go anywhere we want. Mm. And then I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Commander Cody. Okay. I'm gonna take okay. Commander Cody. Do I have any money left? Let's see, five for Luke. No, no, no five for Ahsoka. Mace Windu's nine. Mm-hmm. Han makes it twelve. Cody. I'll fuck Cody. I'm not taking Cody. I'll take R2-D2, and then I'll probably take fucking C-3PO just because they're hilarious together. Okay, that's fair. If I was... If I didn't know that, I wouldn't have... Oh, I have one more. From the $2. I have one more from the one. I'll take the tall droid, because he's funny. Hmm. I'll take a lot of droids. I'm going with a lot of droids. I'll take, a je- I'll take two Jedis and a bunch AI of droids. for the win, man. AI yeah. Win. I'll take two Jedis and a droid. And droids. We're good to go. All right, man. That was a good podcast. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put in the description to fast forward to like the 45 minute mark. <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to listen to b- talk about jerking off Hoppy on Lum Bronson to save hey, the you world. Man. You do. You have to. It doesn't. It's not the Spirit Podcast without it. Um, let's do it. Uh, possibly. I don't know. We'll see what the wife says. We got. Uh, we got to do some plugs for you because you're on Twitch. Oh yes. What's your Twitch? The Hoppy. Coffee? The Hoffy Coffee at Twitch, right? Yeah, that's it. You don't, you don't have it on Instagram or anything? Hoffy Twitch. <laughs> okay. Just look at him. You'll see his face. Uh, <laughs> You'll see his ugly ass face. All right, guys. Thanks for li- listening. We'll see you in the next one.